0: back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I am your host, Nancy Hugo. If you are building or remodeling, you've come to the right place because we cover everything. Well, today is May 21st, and I do want to note, for those people who listened to my podcast last week, May 14th, it was a great podcast. Actually, I did it with myself, but I did give a lot of information. The problem was we had a technical glitch and so we've had to refilter the podcast and then we posted it again. So if you listen to it like I did, and I couldn't make out what I was saying, I noticed that there was a problem. So go back and listen to it. It's a great podcast, gives you a lot of information. But today my guest is Sarah Jones. Sarah is the designer surfaces, services representative for Dun Edwards Paints. So hopefully you're all familiar with Dun Edwards Paints. Sarah? Thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Nancy. It is a pleasure, and it's so much fun when we do podcasts. I know this is not the first podcast I've done with Sarah. You can go back and listen to the others, but she is full of information about paint. And last week, I talked about the ROIs and the most popular remodels, and painting was the first one. Um, That was obvious, right? Right. Because... It is the least expensive and you can give your house a whole new look. Absolutely. So today we, and I do get a lot of questions about, well, what color should I paint this? What color should I paint that? And, you know, how do they choose a color scheme? And that's what you're going to help us with today. Where do we start?
1: Yes. So I think the never ending question that I always hear is, am I doing this right? Is this wrong? Is this right for my home? Um, And there's a few things that we have to consider when you're choosing a color scheme for your home. Um, The number one thing that I always tell people is the first thing you should consider is your hard fixtures. So the things that are very expensive to change out, the things that are already existing in your home, um, your flooring, your cabinets, your countertops, something to think about with those things. um, Do you like them? So Did you move into this home? It was already done and the cabinets are not your favorite, but you can't afford to change them. Um, Are you going to replace everything? Or, you know, do you have an existing um, countertop that you're gonna be changing out in two weeks because you don't like it? Those hard fixtures are the bones of what you need to start with. So. Nancy, have you ever had cabinets that you just like dislike the color of the wood tone?
0: Oh, I did. But I have a lot of clients who say, I don't like this. And typically it's a wood tone. Mm
1: -hmm. And if
0: it's it's oak, it's yellowing. But they could paint their cabinets, right? Right. A lot of people,
1: especially now, though, in the lovely day and age that we're living in, cabinet painting is a little bit more expensive than like just generally painting. So some people, actually a lot of people are leaving their hard fixtures sort of as is for right now in hopes that things financially get a little bit better and a little bit more structured to where they can switch those out in the future, but they still want their home to feel different, more like themselves, more updated. Um, so there is ways to, sort of take it down a notch. If you've got, you know, a cabinet that you really, it's pulling so much of that like cherry red undertone in that wood, and you just can't stand it. Paint can actually mute those tones um, as long as you're, you're choosing the right color scheme for your home. So it's important to know paint can either amplify an undertone of a hard fixture, or it can mute it and sort of disguise it. So paint is sort of like makeup that way.
0: So you're talking about not painting the cabinets right now. You're talking about what you have on the walls is muting or kind of de-emphasizing the color of the cabinets that you don't like.
1: Absolutely. It's sort of masking it and just not, it's allowing you almost to not pay attention to that undertone as much. Um, So for instance, if you had like a really strong cherry undertone wood cabinet, you don't want to change them or you can't change them. Or like, let's say your husband loves them and refuses to change them. There is ways we want to avoid any green undertone to your wall color. Um, because as you know, red and green, those undertones will pull on each other. So you want to make sure any color that you choose, even if it's a neutral, doesn't have that green putty base because that's going to amplify that red undertone out of that wood.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to throw this at you. You're talking about people who want, they have an existing cabinetry or flooring. How do people pick a uh, color uh, grouping for their new home? Or if they're going to gut the whole house and they're starting from floor, new cabinets, new new flooring and everything. Mm -hmm. So their whole palette is open to them. How do they choose what they should do? So
1: the good news is that's the fun part. Um, I love full renovations or new homes because you do have a, such a clean slate. There is what I reference to like order of design, right? So you're, let's say you're building a new house and they're asking you for your paint color. More than anything, I want everybody to focus on your hard fixtures first. You need to pick your cabinets. You need to pick your flooring. You need to pick your countertop. Those really heavy hitter items because Nancy, there are thousands and I'm not being dramatic, thousands of paint colors out there. There will be a scheme that fits whatever you choose, but your hard fixtures, those are more limiting due to budget, due to supply, due to look that you're going for. And those are the things that you're going to put in your home that you're likely going to leave for about a decade at minimum um, because you're spending a good amount of money. So you need to make sure that you love those hard fixtures first and the paint is sort of the glue that comes together at the end not expensive to change paint. Um, it's the most inexpensive way to overhaul the look of your space. And that should sort of be the last part of your scheme that you choose.
0: Yeah. Well, you can also customize the color too.
1: Oh yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. Paint is, I, I always get even designers that are like, oh gosh, paint and color is just so overwhelming to me. But at the end of the day, paint really is pretty simple because we have so many options
0: Mm -hmm. No, totally agree with that. Uh, So, okay. So what happens when uh, one person in the family likes the tan colors, the natural colors, and the other person likes the gray tones?
1: So I always wondered why I had to take psychology in college. I had to take (laughs) a few courses when I was going for design and I never knew why until I was working in the field. Um, That happens more frequently than people realize. So it's the same. And in reality, I kind of want that to happen. I want both parties to have an opinion, whether that means it's going to be the same or polar opposite. I've seen both. The most important thing is, your home, whether it's, you know, in this scenario, you'd be sharing it with your partner or somebody, It needs to make both of you feel good, feel happy, feel comfortable. There are ways, especially now with as many um, design options as we have available to us, to bridge that gap. We can take someone who absolutely loves warm tones um, and they have to have, you know, browns and tans and rusts, and we can meet that with somebody who likes the gray linens or the cooler chrome fixtures. There is a beautiful blend, sort of a transitional design That is really, it's beautiful and can come together. You just have to have the availability to maybe pick a paint scheme that's going to be more of a glue and more of a base versus being something that is the focus of your design. Got it.
0: Maybe before two people marry or live together, (laughs) they should, they should just decide who (laughs) likes what. You know, I always, I did a video one time, it's on my website, and I told people, if you're not sure what color to pick, pick the color that enhances your skin, and don't worry about your husband. It's really, it's all about the person who's going to spend more time in the house. Right.
1: Right. Right. Or if you have a husband like mine, who's just like, totally, he's like, well, I signed
0: up for marrying a designer, so here we go. Oh, yeah. My husband says, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I figured, okay, I'm the one who's picking out everything, but what happens when you've got, like you said, two polar opposites, one likes brown, one likes gray, is grayish or taupe still in?
1: Yes. And I actually think that that's going to be sort of a standard, um, you know, 15 years ago where like brown tan though, you know, those were standard. I think that grayish, that really nice in between, um, will be here for quite a bit of time. I do know that, you know, for the next, for at least the 2020s as a decade, you know, 2020s, we are going to continue to see this steady and slow climb back to a warm neutral. I know that for sure. That's what's being forecasted. Um, now that does not mean 2005, everything is going to be Tuscan gold again. It's just we're, we're redefining what a warm neutral means. And a lot of that includes mixing those cooler tones in there. So I think it's here to stay for the foreseeable future um, and and truthfully could be a, a standard going forward for 20, 30 years to come.
0: I'm also seeing a lot of very bright colors. People are coming out with the ideas of um, maybe putting some zip in their life because they were tired of the all gray. I don't know anybody who did all gray, but anyway, you know, the muted tones or, I mean, I have a client who every room is a different color, but that's what makes her happy. And so if you're the type of person that has to be in a blue room or a purple room, or I don't want to say red, stay away from that, but... (laughs) but you know, and there's some beautiful greens, um, then you do it. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, cream color or Brown person. I think I've said this on every podcast when we talk about color. So I don't worry about what's out there. I like to do colors that make for my own house that make me happy. And wouldn't you say that colors, uh, impact your mood?
1: Absolutely, and it's scientifically proven that it does. I mean, your your feeling in your home should be nothing but what lights your soul on fire, and color can do that. For me personally, being a designer, color and really a design of a space in general affects so much of me and how I feel in a space. I always tease my husband, but I feel so much better in well-designed spaces, and it's just because it really has an effect on, you know, your psychology. If you think about it, you know, I'm not a blue person. I never have been. Um, it feels cold to me for some reason. And it's not that I cannot appreciate a blue I've been in spaces where blue is used and it's just absolutely stunning. Do I own anything in my home that is blue? No, not at all. And it's just because that color specifically doesn't light my soul on fire. My best friend, that lights her soul on fire. We have so much Navy in her design and it looks beautiful, but that's just not what speaks to me from my own personal home. Anytime I'm speaking to anybody about design, the word trendy is going to come up trends. Well, blue is trending or you know, gray is trending. My biggest piece of advice is to not look at what is trending but look at what you love. So don't, you know, trends are called trends for that reason. They come in just as fast as they go out. Um, focus on really what you love. And, you know, I've had clients say, well, I don't know what I love basic, just colors. That's the first thing I need to hear. So if you know, for a fact, I just I hate red, we're going to avoid any sort of neutral that carries a red undertone, um, any color at all that pulls a red base red in general, obviously. Um, but you'd be surprised how much just basic knowledge of like, I don't like yellow. I don't like red and I don't like blue that knocks out so many colors, even in the neutral side, um, that we would not use in your color scheme because those do not fit what we're going for, for you. So it's a very personal, your home in general is very personal, but color in your home is incredibly personal because it's going to be what makes you feel good. And that's different for everybody.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you talked about the psychology of color and I know I've done podcasts on this, but you know, you can read anything where certain colors make your, your blood boil or, you know, for red, when I walk into a room with a lot of red, I just feel like it's hot. It's very, um, to me, I, opposite. It's depressing. It's just too Mm. much for me. And so I think people have to take that into consideration. Like you said, don't go with the trends because if the trend is purple and you don't like purple, don't use it. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I think the intensity, I think The intensity of colors in general, whether it be a red or whether it be a blue um, or a green, you know, the intensity of some colors for people just don't sit well with them um, for whatever, you know, different reason, you know, in your own brain. But there are absolutely ways around that. I don't feel great in red rooms either. I think they're very intense, a little spicy and hot feeling, like you said, um, and not in a good way. (laughs) And I, I'm the same way. I sort of avoid those intense, strong colors. Cause in a way, anything that has too rich of a, of an undertone sort of feels chaotic to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I like a little bit more I'm more of a neutral girl. I, you know, I think a lot of designers probably would say that I have seen what you're saying though, Nancy, with those pops of color coming back, um, in small ways, whether it be a furniture piece or, you know, front door, that kind of situation, but they are moving that way. Again, I think after our grayscale, quote unquote period that we kind of went through.
0: Well, I've seen a lot of people pushing the color wheel. Oh, it looks just like they couldn't decide. So there's colors all over the place. Well, Let's talk about the amount of color Uh, Mm -hmm. you have in your notes, um, the largest impact on a space. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you this because I think I read these things. Is it a trend? No, it's out. No, it's in, you know, the accent wall, which you can, Mm -hmm. I think you can do a lot with if you do it properly. What do you think about that?
1: I fully agree. Um, I'm from the East Coast. We have character in those homes just everywhere, columns, uh, moldings, all of these beautiful archways. We don't necessarily have that in a lot of our standard builds out here in Arizona. And what I mean by standard build is drive through any of our just normal neighborhoods in the suburbs, you're not gonna find a lot of that character inside those homes. Accent walls is a really wonderful way to draw attention or depth or differentiation in a space when you don't necessarily have those architectural details. So we walk into a lot of these homes and there are just a lot of boxes. There are a lot of rectangles, a lot of just massive open spaces. Accent walls can be done and done beautifully. And a lot of the times help a space feel more defined. So I am for accent walls. I think they have to be done obviously appropriately, but I, I am definitely for accent walls.
0: So what would you suggest in pairing paints for an accent wall and then the rest of the room? So I definitely think
1: you need a grounding color when you're working with accent colors. So, you know, let's say you are a lover of blue and you've got this massive room that is your kitchen, your living and your dining room. I would say for your main wall color. And I always say glue color because it just, it glues everything together. It's that main grounding color of the space that should lean towards some form of a neutral. Um, if you've got separate rooms or you live, let's say in a historic home in, in Phoenix, you've got boxier spaces that you can do all four color or all four walls in one color, and it won't necessarily affect the space next to it. Right. That's not the case in a lot of these open spaces. So I always follow the rule, usually, shouldn't say always, the rule of designing in threes um, in a large space. So let's say you put an accent wall of the blue behind your dining table, and then you carry that same blue underneath your island, and then possibly pick that same blue up on your fireplace in the living room. Even though it's all in one space, you're getting a really balanced distribution of that blue while still having the glue of that main color to bring everything together.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Because if you have an accent wall and you don't tie it to anything, it just looks like it's there. It was a last minute thought, but yes, you have to yeah, tie it into something. Um, so, you know, you have a lot of notes. I'm looking at your notes and uh, just jump in anywhere because they're all good points. Yeah. So I think the other thing, just
1: speaking on the accent wall piece, Accent walls don't have to be color, color. In fact, right now, a lot of my designers are doing more accents with those natural Things. So whether it be wood or stone or brick, um, that Portola paints right now, that sort of Roman clay mixture, we're seeing a ton of that, um, to give that sort of almost like a concrete look to the wall mm-hmm. done that before there, you know, think outside of the box. It doesn't just have to be a red accent wall in your dining room. It can be gosh, I've got this massive wall that I don't know anything to do with. I'm going to do brick on that wall, or I'm going to do, you know, a stack stone or a shiplap, which, you know, we all know is a little overused, but you get what I mean. There's still people that love it right now. And so it doesn't have to be just paint. Um, I think accent walls can be done in a lot of other different materials, depending on the budget. I will say, I think that paint is your most reliable source because it's got your least in, you know, the most impact for the least money. Right. Um, and I think I know I said this before, not to you know be such a downer, but during these sort of financially uncertain times in 2023, I've got a lot of people that are looking for a way to not break the bank, but change their spaces. And I think the reason we're still really holding on to wanting to change this space is because there's still so much of that um, uncertainty in our world, that our homes are, are still, you know, starting in 2020, I think our homes became more of a safe place for us than ever before. And I'm still finding people that need that escape, need that sort of personal sanctuary or personal space, but they don't have the finances to change everything about their home. So we've been able to come up with, you know, totally different color schemes for their house that change everything about the feeling within, you know, few hundred dollars versus, you know, tens of thousands of dollars sure. renovating their entire sure. Which leads
0: me to this question. So if people are thinking of painting because they're going to sell their house, I would say eliminate the accent wall mm-hmm. and try to use a basic color that is not going to take away from maybe the good points of your house because they walk in, that's what they're going to look at. So mm-hmm. I think it should um, have the eye drawn to let's face it. The kitchen has furniture. When you leave, it's staying there. And so does the bathroom. The only two rooms in the house that have furniture, as I mentioned so many times. So you have to work with those items Mm -hmm. if you're going to sell, right? I would agree. I think when selling or even when
1: renting out a property, to be truthful, we have to sort of remember, especially as designers, not everybody has the brain that we do. So not everybody can walk into a home and see past Right. The color scheme that's existing right. when you're choosing a color scheme for a rental or a uh, for sale property as least style specific as you can go the better now i'm not saying every house that you're going to sell has to be white that's definitely not true But it should be one of those colors that would appeal to the masses. Um, Nothing really strong in one style or another. And I mean, I feel that way even with picking hard fixtures, if you're going to sell a home, um, trying to do something that will appeal to the majority of people, which are not going to be designers. So you need to allow them to come into a home and envision their life, their things, in that space. And a lot of the times doing that means just leaving a really nice light neutral throughout the whole space so that they can see that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I do agree with you totally. Well, let me talk about Studio 41. Everybody knows this is my go-to for all of my Plumbing needs for kitchens and bathrooms, also the cabinet uh, hardware, great selections, and they also have cabinetry. Now, they have 13, I think, showrooms in Illinois, and they also carry tile and windows. In the Scottsdale showroom, which is my go-to and their flagship because it's the only one outside of Illinois, it's a beautiful showroom. Um, you can get lost in there because there are so many great things. But I suggest that if you don't live in Scottsdale or Illinois, you can go on their website, shopstudio41.com, and that's shopstudio the number 41.com. They're also a Kohler dealer. They have everything imaginable that Kohler has to offer, so it's worth the trip. If you're going to remodel, just don't buy your items online. You've got to touch and feel and see how they work. So I always suggest going to the showroom that offers the items that you would need. And they also have a lot of people that can help you. So check them out. And we're back with paint. Yes. Okay, so should people worry about what their friends think of the colors that they pick? Oh gosh. It's such human nature
1: to naturally be concerned about, you know, what your friend's going to think about your home. But I am sort of a rule breaker when it comes to that. Um, I really I always say to my husband before people come over to our house for the first time, I'm like, they're going to walk in and be like, is this lady really a designer? Because it's so my style personally is very eclectic and sort of transitional meets eclectic. And that's kind of a different style than I would say people see as trending. Um, But no, bottom line, no, you are not going to need to cater to a friend, you know, that isn't living in your home full time. You need to feel 100% secure and in love with your home and not care about what your family or your mother-in-law or your best friend thinks because they're not there all the time. Um, At the end of the day, your home should be a reflection of who you are. Um, That being said, it can be done with any sort of style. And that doesn't have to be a style that everybody agrees with.
0: Well, do you notice that the colors that people use for their home are also the same colors they wear?
1: Yeah. Well, in my case, believe it or not, that's a little different. Um, But a lot of people, yes, they, they tend to lean towards the colors that they know they're comfortable in, especially with, I don't know, Nancy, have you seen that? I know it's been around forever, but it's been coming back pretty popular as like people getting colorized. Yeah. They call it color draping. Yes, isn't? I find that so Is it coming interesting. Back? Yes, it's coming back. I'm seeing it pop up. And I I just thought to myself, the 90s kid in me was like, didn't we do that back in the Did my mom have a party for all the people to oh, do yeah. that? Well, you know, yeah. th-
0: but there was a good basic uh, idea for that. If people come in different colors and I, for instance, am a winter, so they called it a winter because of my skin color. And they said, you should wear these colors. I tend to wear those colors, black, mm-hmm. white. Royal blue with a touch of red. I'm not a red person. But the autumn people went for the browns, the beiges, the uh, softer um, oranges maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I would, you'd never see me in orange. And I hate to say this, I'm a winter. And the colors that they told me I should wear, I love those colors. So you should wear colors that... Well, that's why I said you should paint your house in colors that you look good in. Uh, I would never paint my house, my rooms, any of my rooms, yellow because I have yellow undertones in my skin. So therefore, picking a color that would make you look better is what every woman should think about.
1: Agreed. And I do think... I am the same with, I do not, one of the only colors that I will not wear is yellow (laughs) because of the undertone of my skin. It just looks sort of, I just look sickly almost in it. So I avoid yellow undertone for pretty much anything in my house. But as much as I love the color, I've used, you know, a mustard base as an accent wall or a piece of furniture before in other people's homes. It's just not not for me. It doesn't look good on me. It doesn't um, amplify any of my features. And I think you do have to consider that, you know, when doing a home, I have one of my best friends, her absolute favorite of anything is going to be black. She's going to pick black shirt, pants, couch, everything black is just, that's the way she goes. And there is nothing wrong with that because it's so personally her. And you just know that about her when you walk into her space, the same goes for me with I'm opposite of you, Nancy. We've had this conversation before. I love rust undertones and those warm, rich Browns and those really fall colors. Mm -hmm. Um, I always have, and that's just sort of what I'm comfortable in. And my home sort of reflects that same thing. My mother-in-law loves, Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, if you don't have a chance to be color draped, I'll tell you right now, you are an autumn.
1: Yeah, I can tell. I don't even, I've never had that done. And I can tell that about myself already.
0: But also if you wear a color that makes you feel uneasy, then you know, that's not your color. It -hmm. goes along with the psychology of color, how you feel about it. One time I bought a yellow dress. What was I thinking? (laughs) I, I just felt like, you know, big bird. It was terrible. So I don't, I stay away from those colors. And I'm with your friend. Most of my colors are black. I hate to say colors, but I use black with black, black with white, black with royal blue, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So again, whatever you feel comfortable with, either in your home and your wardrobe.
1: Absolutely. I, my mother in law, it has always, loved red, white, and blue. She's very patriotic. That's just her. So talk about a design challenge for a designer, you know, cause she didn't know any, they built a new house five years ago. And she's like, what do I do with this? I love the American flag. And I'm like, okay, great. So never had to design anything based on the American flag. It is definitely not my comfy level. But for her, when we were finished, she absolutely adores everything about her blue accent wall in her living room and her red accent on her Island. Like she loves those colors. It just makes her feel alive. And that at the end of the day, Nancy, you have to pay attention to that feeling more than anything else. What makes, what color scheme makes you feel alive, makes you feel at home.
0: Right. And and I've run into clients that say, I hate gray. Why do they hate gray? But they're just not comfortable in gray. So they would go more for the uh, cream tones. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about Monogram for a second. Monogram, my other uh, special sponsor, and they have appliances that are smart, but that also goes with a smart app. Like I say every week, you can have the appliances. You don't need the app, but don't ever get the app if you don't have the appliances because it won't work. They have introduced a lot of new things for 2023. I saw them at KBiz at the Kitchen and Bath Design Show, Industry Show, I'm sorry, Kitchen and Bath Industry Show. I went to that in Vegas in uh, February, and they had some really good items. They're bringing back the gold tones, which I thought, eh, but when I saw it in application, it's definitely a, a good look. And guess what? They're mixing that with black. and. I'm seeing a lot of uh, chandeliers and, and different sconces, and they're all using black with the gold. So Monogram is right in there. Uh, you can go to their website, monogram.com, and if you are in the market for new appliances, I suggest, again, don't buy them online. Go to a showroom that has working appliances so you can see how they work, you can try them out, and that's the best way to get appliances. So, um Okay, what's our closing comment? I think the biggest
1: point to take away from this is that there is no wrong way to choose colors for your home. You have to remember that you need to do what you love. Paint is easily changed. A lot of people, are get they, they get very scared to commit to paint. They get nervous that they're not going to choose the right color, but remember paint is very easily changed. If you, you know, paint a room and you just don't get that love feeling that you were hoping, it's not like you spent thousands of dollars to do it. There's no wrong way to choose a color scheme. You have to choose the color scheme that makes you feel in love with it. So biggest takeaway, there is no wrong way to do it.
0: I definitely agree, and I also say don't follow the trends. You do what you want to do. It's your house, and you're the one who has to live with it. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much. Boy, you are full of information. We're (laughs) going to have to get you back. There are so many other questions that people have, and I'm not going to give away the farm on that. They will have to listen to the next podcast with you. So thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Here again, your friends might know, uh, they may not know how to pick out colors, but if you let them uh, or suggest to them that they listen to this podcast, possibly you can help them. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Sarah, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, stay safe. Have a great day and come back next week. And Sarah, thank you. Thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. Bye, Sarah. Bye.